Welcome to the Everyday Ministry Podcast. It's a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. This is James White, the pastor at Lighthouse Community Church, and I am sitting here with Chris Nordworthy, the associate pastor at Reformation Church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then I am also sitting here with Jamie Owens, no longer the church member at Lighthouse Community Church. And so, Jamie, why don't you tell us why that is? Oh, no. Did you get mad and leave Lighthouse? (laughs) Yeah, well, the leadership there wasn't uh, very good, so I had to go find a better church, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But no, uh, I think it's been a while since I've been on here, so I guess I can cover bases of what's been going on. I think the last time I was on here, I discussed this opportunity I had to serve at a church in Fayette County, which is close to where we live. And in that season they decided to call me uh to be their pastor which it was kind of a uh open invitation if they wanted to call me but we were spending some time there to see if it worked out and they ended up calling me as their pastor so now i'm the pastor of ashcraft corner baptist church in fayette county alabama so yep that's a new title for me on this podcast no longer am i a member but i'm a pastor nice congratulations i think i told you on facebook but yeah yeah thank you thank you awesome now we just need to find a regular old member yeah (laughs) we gotta we gotta recruit now to maintain (laughs) our our format here and get rid of another pastor that's on here no Uh i'm playing um Well, besides that, how's everything been going? Like you said, it's been a while since you've been on here. Yeah, everything's been great. I've been in school, of course. I'm, I think I mentioned that on the podcast before, but I've been uh, in school and we just wrapped that up. Uh, so I've had a lot more free time. and It's been kind of hectic recently with, of course, balancing family and balancing school and work. And of course, now that I'm pastoring. So it's been kind of hectic and something to get I've been getting used to, but everything's been great for me. How about Chris? Yeah, man. Well, speaking of school, I just realized that I saw an email where I, I had a, like a video conference thing like a that I missed tonight for class. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> a forum with our president and um, like a Q&A kind of thing that, that we were supposed to attend a certain amount of which luckily I made the last one, so I think I'll be all right. But I had checkmarked that I was going to attend. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so don't ask me how school's going. Well, um, you're just keeping your priorities correct, man. That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, everything's going great over here where I am. You know, things are trucking along. Church and everything. I did see Endgame. Not that that's what you're asking about, but... Well, uh, don't tell me anything. <laughs> we already discussed... As this podcast is being recorded, I have not seen it yet, but hopefully that will change a few days before it is released. Yep. And then in terms of, you know, my work, like art, been doing a lot of design and stuff like that. And then I'm wrapping up 36 days of type finally in the next four days. So I think we talked about that last time. So that's why I'm throwing that out there. Um, But you in a time frame of what I've been doing. Yeah, when we recorded previously with Royce, you had made it, I think, to B or C. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very early on, and so it's been, I guess, like twenty eight days since we recorded last. So something like that, yeah, yeah. But um, on my end, everything is going well. I've been out of town the last week and a half. 
for post office training. Yes, it is exciting as it sounds. Um, so I got to sit in the classroom for 40 hours to learn about things that I have been doing for the last two and a half years. So, but hey, they wanted to pay me for that. And so I just took it for what it's worth and be transitioning to a new job the middle of May. And so excited about those things going on. But other than that, life's still the same. And our daughter is about to be three months old. Uh, oh, doesn't, doesn't feel like that should be the case. Hmm. And I'm pretty sure she was terrible for you all today, Jamie. Uh, she was a little, little fussy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I heard she cried bit. all day long. So, But, you know, and I don't mean to use that as a segue as we get into the topic tonight, but what we're going to be discussing is the idea of stewardship for the purpose of godliness. And really, as we break down this topic, we're going to be addressing it in two different areas of our lives. Though, I think we would all agree most of the time when someone thinks of the topic of stewardship, they may be thinking of monetary things. But really, when we think of stewardship, as Whitney points out in his book, he addresses it in two ways. First and foremost, the disciplined use of our time and then the disciplined use of our money. And so as we get into the topic of that this evening, let's just define stewardship itself. Well, I can tell you what it's not. It's not planning a podcast recording at the same time as your class. (laughs) That is neither stewardship of time nor money. No money. That's right. My wife gave a hearty amen in the background. (laughs) Well, anybody want to tackle what it is? (laughs) I guess a simplistic definition is may not be what we're looking for is managing our resources well. And of course, we're going to look at two different resources, time and money. But of course, we can apply that to nearly anything that we see or we interact with in life. So I think a very simplistic, very easy definition, managing uh, managing uh, the resources that we have. Mm-hmm. I think I'd expand on it a little bit as we look at it in the idea of purpose of godliness would be really to, like you said, manage our resources, but for the purpose of God's kingdom. And because someone can be a good steward, but not necessarily a believer or a follower of Christ. Uh They can be a good steward in their time and their finances, but not in light of the gospel or in light of Christ and what he's done for us in our lives. So as we dive into this idea of stewardship, as we've already said twice or two or three times, we really look at it in two approaches. First and foremost, the disciplined use of time and then the disciplined use of money. And so as we begin, let's look at kind of the one that's overlooked most of the time, and it's the idea of our time. And so Donald Whitney gives about 10 different reasons why this is necessary for us to to realize uh, to be a good steward with our time. And so first and foremost, one that I really want to address is, as he points out in his book, is the use of time wisely because the days are evil. And really just to expand upon that a little bit, because what we would understand and know is that Though God is sovereign and in control and working out his will on this life, he chooses to use men and women as his means of revealing his grace to individuals. And so we have to live this life in a way that would honor him because the day and time in which we live is evil, just as it's always been, so or since the fall of man at least. And so we should take serious the time in which we have as individuals because we live for a purpose and that purpose is to glorify God. That's well said. And I think that it's something that we don't often think about where we might talk about time 
being short or passing. And even like you said, with your daughter, you can't believe how long it's been. We don't really often consider the fact that it's not just those things that are kind of built in to a life, that it is the fact that the world and the devil um, and sin is trying to take us away from doing the things that we ought to be doing. Um, So it's not only we have 24 hours in a day, it's the fact that of those 24 hours, so many other things are trying to sinfully pull us away, you know, in idolatry or, you know, maybe not obviously worshiping a golden calf, but, you know, binge watching things or spending time on stuff that doesn't matter or all of those kind of things are pulling your pulling or, or overtly sinful things. Uh, that you shouldn't be doing that are all vying for your time as well. And it's not just a, a neutral standpoint. It, it It is an attack that we have to kind of like fight against in that sense. Like it's so, a spiritual battle. So you're telling me I'm not supposed to binge watch two hours of The Office every day? <laughs> not, not every day, probably. I think something else, and I don't know if, if y'all covered this or not, is that because I was kind of losing my train of thought for a minute, not because y'all was thinking about what I was going to say, but uh, is especially as we're looking at these two resources that we are talking about stewarding, is that time is probably the only or at least one of very few resources that we cannot gain more of or that we can uh, we can expand upon because time is linear. When one second passes, you don't get it back. Mm-hmm. When a year passes, there you can't go back and redo that year. Uh, you have to live in a very linear, very in order way when it comes to time. When it comes to money, at least theoretically, you can always go out and earn more money. Mm. Uh, and when it comes to other resources, same thing. You can go and get more of them, but time is not like that. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good thought. Comparing, you can lose your money, but you have to give time. <laughs> To then order to get it back, but you're never getting that time back. Thinking of the time being short and the time passing, it reminds me of a kind of a dad joke that I make a lot. But <laughs> again, to bring it back to kids, like I'll, I'll make the joke sometimes about something that happened like before our kid was born and you know, one of our children were born and say like, oh, that was a lifetime ago. And it literally was a lifetime ago for mm-hmm. it might have been six years ago, but it was my son's lifetime. You know what I mean? And it feels like they shouldn't be as old as they are, but that also so much stuff has happened and so much stuff has happened because that literally has been his lifespan, you know, and to put it in perspective of all of your time, it does have that weight. Like at the end of your life, that will have been your lifespan and you're not going to get any more back. And all of those things are important and everything that happens builds up over time, whereas we're always thinking so much in the moment and which we can talk about has its good there's the good qualities of that and the scripture even tells us to think of in the moment because we're not promised tomorrow mm-hmm. so we do have to in a sense be thinking that way but you know i guess in the business world people often overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in five years so i'll say that again they'll overestimate what they can do in one year, underestimate what they can do in five years. And you see this a lot in like churches and things like that. Everybody wants everything to happen right now. Let's use our time to do what we want right now. And if it doesn't happen right now, well, then we're failures. So I think that there is something to be to think of our time as different than just right now. Even though we're not promised tomorrow, there's still that thing of we have to be wise with our time and build upon it and sow seeds. And, you know, whether it's like, like we're in we're all in school right now 
for the purpose that we hope to be here longer. And if we, and if we are going to be here longer, then we're putting in time right now. So then in the future time, as time builds up, we will be better for it and be better able to minister and be better able to be fathers and, you know, and those kind of things. That's definitely true. And, you know, that's we that's what we have to take and understand that all time is used for a purpose. And so it is here and it is now and it's something that we should focus on here and now because this is the time that we know we have, but there is a potential that we could live much longer or we could live until we're 90 or until we're, we're fairly young, so we could live until we're 50. You know, so we need to be prepared to serve God in that time period as well, right? So mm-hmm. there's a here and the now nature that we have to keep in the forefront of our mind when we think about our time and in the way that we use it in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think this subtopic will come up as we address money as well. But one of the big reasons why we have to understand to use our time in the way in which God would have us is because we're accountable to God in our time. That God purposes us to use our time in a way that we glorify Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we say a lot here on the podcast. We talk about the chief end of man is to glorify God and and that everything that we do, if it be podcasting or in ministry and our families, would be in the purpose of bringing God glory. So uh, we have to understand first and foremost, we have to understand also is that our time is crucial that we watch over it because we are accountable to God in it, just like every other area of our lives. Yeah. So if we do sit there and binge watch, you know, an entire season of The Office in a day, you know, <laughs> not only am I accountable to my wife and my daughter and the time mm-hmm. that I watch in that, not really my wife because she would be beside me, <laughs> the time, but I am accountable to God in that. Well, yeah, I mean, just to kind of tag on what you're saying is that we're accountable to God because He is the one who has given it to us. And we can talk about this with money as well. We're accountable to Him because it's His. Our time is His. We are His. What we do here is is all His. Um, So it should be that, that way. And that's, again, why it is different than, you know, I don't, it's probably not the best to just sit around with your wife. You're going to have a horrible relationship with your wife if all you ever do is sit around and binge watch TV together. <laughs> but, you know, you compare that again to, to God. Like, what is your relationship with God going to be? What is your relationship in terms of how you are accountable to God for what He has given you and the time He has given you? Um, and we can think about that as well when we talk about money. You know, when we think of this subject of being a good steward of our time, if we're just going to be honest, as three pastors, as we've talked about in the opening, one thing that we we don't have a lot of is the money side of things, if we're just going to be realistic, because <laughs> most pastors don't make it killing, right? But what we have to be careful in, and this is kind of what I want to encourage our listeners, if it be that you serve the church in a vocational role, or if you serve the church voluntary way, or if you're not official leader in the church, but you're just serving your local churches, make good use of your time in being prepared to glorify God in everything that you do, not only as an individual, but also by committing to your church in that way, because everything in our lives affects other believers. And we're not in a vacuum or on an island by ourselves. We're living our lives in connections to all other believers around us, especially those that we've agreed to come alongside of in the local church. So as we look to do ministry let's keep christ at the center of what we do in our lives and in doing so make sure we're disciplined in our time 
as good stewards in that. But then also as we kind of move on to the next topic of this is being disciplined of money. Now, I'm just going to be straight honest with you guys and the listeners, and probably Jamie will understand uh, since he knows me pretty well, is that I'm not the most disciplined when it comes to my money. You know, I, I try to provide for people, help people, provide for my church, things of that nature. But I also am a Mac fan, as <laughs> we've talked about on here plenty of times. And so I may or may not be the best steward of my money, especially when it comes to technology and things of the such. And then I have some expensive hobbies that I like partake in. So um, as we mentioned, deep sea fishing, deep sea fishing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is (laughs) right here in the middle of Alabama. But as we kind of look in this, kind of just to transition naturally, you know, the last thing we looked at is that under time is that we're accountable to God for our time. And as Chris so eloquently said, is the reason why we're accountable God to God in our time is because God owns it. It is His. Uh, we are His. Our time is His. Everything we have is His. Um, and our money is no different. Though we, as good, red-blooded Americans, work hard for our money, it's not ours. Everything we have is by the the grace of God. And so therefore we should be disciplined with our money because it is not ours, but it is his. Yeah. I think one of the ways that he puts it is like God owns everything you own. And that um, like, we're more like managers of that rather than it being ours in, in a sense, you know, where we belong to God, what we have belong to God belongs to God. Everything we have came from God. Um, so I think the analogy of being a manager of that um, and stewardship is used often, like the the parable of the with the talents, mm-hmm. right? The the different individuals had were given different amount of talents to take care of and to do different things with, but they were all responsible for what they had been given. But it wasn't theirs, right? <laughs> like they had it, they had to do something with it, but it still didn't belong to them. But then they were still responsible for it. But it was still theirs to manage and do something with. Um, so I think that we can think of our time. I'm not our time. Well, I guess we can think of our time that way, as well as our money, uh, which is what the parable was talking, you know, used as an example there. So you're telling me that in that story of the talents, it's not talking about being able to play music or design websites or. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because that's what the word talent means. <laughs> I, it was just an example that they used money. It was really just talking about how well you can work a smoke machine. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think it can apply to those kind of things, but that's, yeah. I don't think that's what it was talking about. Well, I th- you know, I think we have to start here because, you know, Whitney provides several more things. Like he, he gives the example that giving is an act of worship, that giving reflects faith in God's provision. Giving should be a sacrificial and genera- generous Giving reflects spiritual trustworthiness, giving love, not legalism, and even several more where he addresses these topics individually throughout his book. But I love how he begins with this idea of God's God owns everything you own because we are that. And kind of putting it in modern terminology, kind of like financial brokers, 
you know, you, an individual would provide their money to this broker that then would invest their money and use their money in certain ways that would make an ultimate outcome for the individual. Similar to that is what we do in our lives is that God provides things for us and it's really uh, his. And we're just like you said, Chris, we're managers of it. We're not necessarily the owner of it. But too often we don't think of it that way. We think of it mm-hmm. so often as it's my money. I can do with what I want with it and I can spend it how I want or don't want. So how would y'all say good stewardship looks like with finances? Because is it that we should take the money that God's given us and only use it for things that are absolutely needed? Or is there things that, of course, enjoyments in the world going to see the new Avengers movie? Is, is that permissible uh, or uh, is it uh, is it honoring God in the way that we steward, steward it when we use it for things of that nature? Like one of the verses he gives is First Timothy five eight that says, "If anyone does not provide for his family, uh, or you know his relatives and members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever." So I think that you know, not even Paul doesn't kind of quote unquote over spiritualize what we're doing with our time and our finances. Um, the you know you're supposed to take care of your family, you know. And then we have to look at giving as an act of worship as well. So our resources are required to take care of our family. Our resources are also something that we use in an act of worship directly towards God. Um, And that can be through giving to the church as well as, you know, those who are in need and things like that. Um, So at at a base level, those things definitely need to be happening. And understandable that not everybody is always in the best financial situation, but those are the thing, you know, so there's disability and, you know, financial trouble that happens to people without necessarily them causing that. So, you know, of course, there, the, the desire for that to be happening and working towards those things to be happening is what is required of us uh, in a, the New Testament. Anything after that, I think James would be able to respond to well. I mean, I would I would just go on and say that just like almost every area of our life, especially every area that is not spelt out in Scripture of being sinful or not, there is this idea of uh, personal conviction. So I would say that if an individual is personally convicted of wasting three hours, which is the idea of being disciplined in our time, and what's a, a movie ticket, $10 now or something like that, Chris has these fancy ones down there in New Orleans, so um, they could be like 15 or 20. But, you know, if an individual finds themselves convicted by spending their time and their finances in this way, then I would say that's sinful. But I would also say that, uh, as I'm going to bring up at the end of this kind of topic, is that we give out of love and not out of legalism, uh, because I do think we can find ourselves in not doing things or giving in a certain way because we feel like we have to rather than being motivated by love. And so, so yeah, I would, I would chop this issue up just as I would many issues in life as personal convictions plays a big part of it. Because as Chris pointed out, if you're providing for your family, taking care of them, serving the Lord through your finances, if it be given to the church directly, and then beyond that, also providing for individuals that you find in need in life, then I think you have the freedom to do so. I'm not John Piper. I don't think it's wrong to... 
Lutar <laughs> and Pixie Shield and stuff. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. just just to put it in like an, an exaggerated form, like if if you're not feeding your children, but you're bringing them to Disney World, well, then all, <laughs> obviously you're doing it wrong. But then also, if if you're, you know, buying MacBooks all the time and not supporting your church financially, <laughs> well, then you're also doing it wrong. None of us here are doing that. I'm just ma- yeah. giving examples to say what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, but on the same sense, though, personally, I would say that if your children are starving at home and you're giving ninety percent of your income to the church, you're also <laughs> doing something wrong. I agree. And look, I came out of basically prosperity gospel. Like that's what I grew up in. Well, so the, the the stuff they say about giving, I, some of some of the people would go as far as you know, say they they turn giving into a whole works based thing to get blessings and healing and all this kind of you know put put it on your credit card or give me your last money and God will bless it and like no nah, that's that's not wisdom. That's not biblical. You're not, if you only have a hundred dollars to give and you got a car payment coming up and your car payment's a hundred dollars. Don't give your last a hundred dollars to a preacher. Yeah. Give your last $100 to pay your car note. Like that's what, cause you've made a commitment to have a car and to have a job and to have bills. You need to pay your bills. Yeah. Well, well. And that's why I wanted to kind of visit this idea of we give out of love and not legalism because I've heard that right that and they would and they take and twist the the scripture of the widow's might mm-hmm. and they would take that and turn that into if the last hundred and fifty dollars that you have is meant for your power bill but you should you feel like you should give it to the church give it to the church and God will bless you double fold yeah. I've heard it, it a thousand times. Yeah, it doesn't work that way, and that's that's giving out of the wrong mindset. That's not mm-hmm. giving out of a, a love for God. That's giving out of one either legalism or two because you're going to get blessed for a double fold. Right. And so we can't allow these things to be our motivation for giving. Really, really quickly, I, I just want to because I, I was thinking about it when we were talking about recreation and right. you know the how we uh, how we are supposed to see that as Christians. Is that I was thinking about First Corinthians ten, of course, at the end of the chapter twenty three through thirty one, and I know this isn't talking about going to an Avengers movie, but it is talking about uh, uh, Christian liberty. Is talking about how we are to do things that glorify God, and I really just want to focus on First Corinthians ten thirty one, which of course everybody's heard plenty of times, which is that so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think we can glorify God going to a sporting event, which is what I enjoy enjoy doing, or going to a movie, or or buying a new MacBook, or whatever it may be, if we do it in the right way. Of course, like you were saying, Chris, is that there are uh, responsibilities that we all carry as believers that we have to uh, make sure that we keep in the right priority, but beyond that and and living in life and enjoying life, there are things that we can do and we can do it to the glory of God. Yep. I agree. I agree completely though. I would say that it would be difficult to spend money on, you know, Android phones and things. (laughs) (laughs) Right here. 
at six. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking with the old stuff. I got that about four years ago. <laughs> well, you've replaced the screen like three I, times. I don't though. get a new, I don't get a new phone every year like you do, James. <laughs> yes, every two. Thank you. Um, <laughs> man, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, and I think that would be a sufficient way of transitioning out of the idea of being disciplined in our finances as well as our times. Because really what it ultimately boils down to is whatever we do, as First Corinthians says, if it's eating or drinking or uh, however we live our lives, we do it to the glory of God. Um, and obviously we can't do it to the glory of God if it's sinful in some way. And so Christian liberty is a beautiful thing. And maybe one day we'll talk about that on the podcast when we get out of one of our two series that we'll do. And it's going to be like two years long. So as we kind of look at these two ideas of stewardship, being uh, disciplined in our time and being disciplined with our money, really want to tie this back together with just the purpose and the direction of our podcast here. And as we look at being everyday ministers now, as we've said time in and time out, but if you're new listening, what we mean by everyday minister is any believer, any Christian uh, that is serving their church in whatever capacity. If it's a vocational or non-vocational, if it's a leadership or just a supplementary role in the church, as we look at these two things, how would you guys kind of connect these things directly with the everyday church member? Well, I mean, I think finances we could tackle easily because <laughs> that's what good pastors do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, at least the way that we have the offering at our church or whatever, it's part of the worship service. You know, we, we speak of it as part of worship. Uh, and we, we integrate that, you know, taking up of the offering into the worship. Uh, but it also includes other things that, um, you know, just being part of the church family or being, being aware of other people in the church who have needs, being aware of things specifically in the church or, you know, the, our facilities and things like that uh, where we have needs and trying to fulfill those as best as you can and giving as an act of worship, giving as an act of uh, sacrificially and out of love uh, because God has given it to you and you have the ability to give it to others in time. It's, it's, you know, it's similar because, and you know, we kind of made a joke about using your talent, (laughs) Um, but there are often, we kind of, I guess, talked about this in serving, really. But there are things that you have the ability to do that God that can be used for the kingdom inside of church. Uh, and then there are just things that need to be done in the organization of a church that no one else is fulfilling and that you have the time to be able to do it. You may not do it the best, but if you can do it better or just do it because nobody else is doing it, then that's a good way of using your time if you're using it for the glory of God, for his body. But Jamie, you've been the, a lay member most recently. What's your opinion on that? Of course, all of this is very applicable for any church member, any body who is or isn't in the body. So I think that it is very important that we understand these things rightly and how we can use our time, use our money, use our resources to the glory of God, to worship Him, to honor Him in everything that we do. Well, I think kind of what you just said reminded me the fact that we're talking about the spiritual 
disciplined <laughs> and that we need to be disciplined, which means we need to be conscious of these things, what they are and how we can actively seeking to do them. Cause it's, that's what discipline is in a sense where we're purposefully doing something. And even if it doesn't, even if we're having to push ourselves to do it, we're still going to go do it. It's not just waiting around for something to fall into our lap. We're seeking to go do that as a discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, and you know, kind of hammer that home at the end. That, that That is what we're talking about. Not just a general, oh yeah, like I could spend my time better. Or, you know, if you happen to think about it, like, you know, you need to be thinking about it beforehand, before you're doing anything. Of course, things will fall into your lap because God's going to arrange things that way. Um, and you're going to have stuff that shows up that you're not seeking opportunities to give or opportunities to serve or, you know, things like that. Um, but there's also things like, you know, at our church, we have a cleaning schedule for who gets to go to on the weekend and clean the church. And I have no desire to do that, <laughs> but I sign up for it, you know, and I don't think anybody probably at our church wants to do that, but it's something that needs to be done. And we do it for that reason. I agree. And really just to kind of end this portion of the podcast, as we transition into the plugs of the week, I just want to take a moment to address the individuals in the church that are vocationally ministers that you pay to be a pastor, youth pastor, music minister, whatever the case may be for you, is so often we as pastors, rightly so, we're busy, right? We, especially as bivocational or part-time or whatever, however you want to think of that or lay, uh, you're naturally busy. You work a full-time or a part-time job on top of serving the church and preparing for sermons and all of that. But I know for myself, and I, I really don't think I'm the only one here, it's so so often we allow our busyness to become an excuse for us not to do certain things. And so, you know, if it be, I've seen this in Jamie's life, even since he's started uh, preaching at Ashcraft Corner. And I'm sure he would probably say there's some room for improvement in his life in this area. But being disciplined in making time for sermon prep, for the things that you got to do in ministry, uh, if it be waking up early on Saturday or waking up early on during the week or staying up past the time of what your family does or, you know, making time, being disciplined in this area is to serve your congregation in the way that you have. And then don't complain about it. Uh, and I find myself there so often. It is just so easy for me to complain about the busyness I have to come in the way of family time or spending time with uh, friends or, or lost, even lost people at times. Uh-huh. And so don't uh, we should not, as ministers, allow our time to be an excuse for us not to fulfill what God has for us, but we should be disciplined in them. Um, and finances is the same way. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean it. <laughs> the way you started off that sentence talking about Jamie <laughs> and then ended it with saying, don't complain about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it almost sounded like... <laughs> well, that's why I, I made the point to say that, like I do. <laughs> and maybe it came across that way. So I hope I hope it didn't. <laughs> I'm complaining, Jamie. 
Oh, <laughs> right, Jamie. <laughs> you got it, brother. <laughs> well, as we come to the end of the podcast, as we do each and every episode, we come to a time of making references and uh, just pointing you as the listeners to some resources that we have find, find helpful in our lives. And so for me, I'm going to jump it off. Uh, that way nobody takes mine. Um, the two that I really have for us this week is um, there's a book called Rest by David Murray. And it's really just talking about spiritual burnout, essentially. But I think it's important thing is we just look at the idea of resting in the Lord. Um, the second one I have, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, um, but as an Apple fan, as we have made clear tonight, and Android may have something like this. I'm not sure. But Apple, uh, on their last update, by last update, I mean the most, the, the last big update they came out with, they came out with a function called Screen Time. And really what it does is it shows you what function you have been using your phone for that day. Mm-hmm. It be social media or games or productivity or whatever the case may be. It'll show you that. And if you're like me and you have an iPad and even a computer, it'll function between all of them. And it really just shows you how long you've been on your phone that day and what you've used it for. And you can also add limits to that. So you can put a 30-minute limit on text messaging or on Facebook, on Instagram or Twitter, on Angry Birds or whatever game you may play on your phone or um, different things. Even like TV apps, you can limit that, Netflix and things of that nature. And so the only reason I mention that is because we look at this idea of discipline or time um, in modern day society, really one of the number one things that takes our time away is our phone so often. Mm-hmm. And so when we see that, we know people talk about it all the time, but you see that as you go into a restaurant and you see families together and everyone's on their phone and things of this of that nature. Jamie, you got any resources for us, man? Yes, uh, I actually do. I was going to plug Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover, but no, I was just... I saw it up there. I thought it'd be kind of funny, but instead, hey, don't do it. <laughs> Dave Ramsey's total money makeover. If, What's that? I said, so don't diss Dave Ramsey. Oh, I love, I love Dave. <laughs> Dave's good, but uh, no, I, I was just going to do that kind of jokingly. But instead, I'm actually the one that I pulled out because I'm doing this last minute as I do every week. <laughs> and I think the best thing to do is go back to some that I've already done and kind of look a little bit closer is, and I know James was kind of uh, on his case a little while ago, but John Piper's Desiring God. <laughs> hey, I'm probably going to edit that out. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Piper, uh, <laughs> John Piper's Desiring God, and more specifically chapter seven, which is on money and how we, as Christians should view money. And of course, desiring God is about Christian hedonism. And I know some people don't like that terminology or have some uh, issues with it, but I think the way Piper lays it out is it's, it's a very uh, biblical understanding. Uh, but specifically chapter seven is about money and how we can uh, use money to the glory of God. And it, if anybody didn't know, most every book that Piper has ever written, you can go on their website and download a PDF for free. 
so you don't have to actually purchase that book. You can go download that PDF and read that chapter or read the whole book if you would like. Yeah, that's something Piper does, which is awesome. He that really, really does not care about having a retirement. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's not, what he preaches. Mm-hmm. He, I didn't hear what you said. Hey, James. I said at least he backs up what he preaches. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not gonna be collecting seashells anytime soon, huh? He definitely did not see Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Endgame, yeah. Sorry, I don't really have a plug, but I do have a plug. Just not anything relevant to this, but I'll shoehorn it in. If you want to redeem your time and be entertained while while being given a good teaching of the Bible, uh, there's a movie called. The American Gospel, uh, Christ Alone. If you just Google search The American Gospel, it's a movie that you can find. Um, and it talks about... I've been meaning to watch that. It, yeah, it's really good. Uh, highly recommend it. It negatively and positively displays the gospel. Um, it talks about what the Bible says the gospel actually is in a positive way. Negatively, it kind of attacks a lot of the the Americanized gospel that is so popular uh, on TV and in music and things like that. Um, so, yeah, if you don't want to actually read anything but like to learn, you can watch a movie. <laughs> so that's that's a good way of doing that, the American Gospel. Well, guys, I've enjoyed recording with you once again. Maybe we'll record sooner than like 28 days this time <laughs> around. And for the listeners out there, our hope and prayer is that just as we are seeking to do daily in our personal lives that we would glorify God in both our time and our money by redeeming it for his glory and his purposes. And our prayer is the same for you is that you would use your time and your finances in such a way that would bring God glory um, and that you would discipline yourself. You would discipline yourself to do so. And this has been another episode of the everyday ministry podcast. And we are a podcast where everyday ministers get together to discuss ministry. If you're encouraged by what you hear, please go like our Facebook page, share the episodes, and rate the podcast on iTunes. Don't forget that a new episode drops every first and third Mondays. Our prayer is that these episodes are an encouragement to you and that you would be faithful in the ministry that God has placed you in.